Hello, and welcome to the USF Emergency Medicine Podcast. Hello, this is Daniel Rizek, and I'm here with Dr. David Wien and Dr. Jason Wilson to talk about the Emergency Medicine Department Administration topic of metrics. Dr. David Wien is the Medical Director and Chief of the Adult Emergency Department and the Administrative Fellowship Director. Dr. Jason Wilson is the Associate Medical Director of the Adult Emergency Department and the Director of Clinical Research. So, Dr. Wien and Dr. Wilson, can you explain what emergency department metrics are and how they fit into the practice of emergency medicine as a whole? So, for a number of years now, I think when we talk about metrics, really what we're talking about is a measure of patient throughput. And so I think there's a number of measures that are important to that and that CMS really cares about and measures, uh, from their perception, the quality of care that's delivered to patients and especially the timeliness of care that's delivered. So these include uh, arrival to provider time, commonly known as door-to-doctor time, as well as total discharge length of stay and total admit length of stay that's also measured as the time from an admission decision until the patient leaves the emergency department. Okay, and what do you think we can learn from these different metrics? So I think they do have a significant influence on the patient's perception of care, the timeliness of care, as well as the patient's uh, perception of the, the quality of the care that was delivered. Oftentimes the patient isn't necessarily in a position to understand the medical complexities regarding quality, but they do understand often how quickly they were seen and they use that as a surrogate sometimes for the quality of care that's delivered. These metrics provide us, we all know that we want to get a patient, any patient who arrives to the emergency department to be able to see a doctor in general as quickly as possible. Triage is not adding value for the patient, it's not, uh, and certainly having a patient wait is an opportunity for them to decompensate. So I think we can use those measures uh, in order to be able to improve that process to get a patient to a provider who can see and evaluate them and begin rendering treatment for whatever they have. Uh, In addition to that, looking at their total length of stay in the emergency department is essential because if we cannot move them either upstairs once they're admitted or uh, discharge them, we can't open another care space for the next patient that's coming in and the longer they sit there only goes to create a longer queue for the next patients that are arriving. What are the metrics that are utilized by the Tampa General Hospital Emergency Department and Team Health and how have results from those metrics informed practice and system change? So I think looking at the the history of what's measured from from CMS is important because that is clearly where uh, both hospitals and large provider groups like Team Health take their cue. So CMS focused heavily on arrival to provider time or door-to-doctor time for a number of years and they have subsequently and very recently removed that from one of their main measures and instead replaced it with total discharge length of stay. And so we have been very focused on that uh, at Tampa General recently for a number of reasons. So I think it's probably a better measure. There was a lot of uh, gaming the system, for lack of a better term, when facilities really tried to improve arrival to provider time in isolation. And so now that the measure is looking at total discharge length of stay, it's a much more challenging measure to to game, in other words, to just get a result without really improving much of the underlying piece. The approach we've taken, uh, we've been very data-driven in looking at that and broken down the key components to the total discharge length of stay and tried to look in a evidence-based way and in a data-driven way, looking at process that goes into that. So we've continued to look at, our, at door-to-doctor time because it is a significant component of 
the patient's length of stay. And for lack of a better term or to use lean terminology, it's pure waste. Certainly nobody comes to the emergency department to sit in a waiting room and wait to be seen by a doctor. The next part we looked at and the part that we as physicians, uh, we decided along with the, the facility have the most control over is from the time that we go and see the patient until we make a decision for their disposition. And we've uh, really been very focused on that specifically around discharge patients. And we've taken the approach of looking at um, reducing, trying to reduce the number of tests, and then also focusing with our partners in lab and radiology and trying to reduce the time it takes when a test is ordered to turn that around. So trying to make sure our utilization is appropriate, um, that we're using choosing wisely and imaging wisely guidelines to try to do that, and then uh, using some uh, evidence-based decision rules along those, uh, along that path to try to get to that place of reducing the number of tests that we're ordering and then trying to incorporate our nursing colleagues into rounding with us on a regular basis so that we're all aware of what's going on in the department as well and we can make decisions uh, as soon as information has been returned. And then we've also focused with our nursing staff on the time it takes from once we've made that discharge decision to getting the patients actually uh, getting their after visit summaries printed and handed to them, the appropriate education for discharge, any uh, durable medical equipment or splints, et cetera, applied in a timely way and so that the patient can leave. Um, and so that's how we've gone about trying to decrease that time. Focus on discharge metrics. From an admission metric standpoint, it's obviously a lot more complicated and we're partnering with our inpatient physician colleagues and nursing colleagues to try to reduce those times as well. And what are the goals that we've set for our department and are there any recent changes that we've made to our either systems-based practice or provider-based practice that try to address these? So that's a wonderful question. So um, baked into that is, I think, how we decided on the goals, which is with the hospital. It's part of a large database known as Visient, which has a subset of, of hospitals which are similar to Tampa General, which is a um, quaternary and tertiary referral center, very complex academic medical center that sees not just sick patients, but very complicated and sick patients. And so I think it's important to compare ourselves to like facilities. Certainly, we're not going to have the same types of constraints as a small community hospital. And so we pegged ourselves initially to the median of that Visient database, uh, which for discharge length of stay specifically is 180 minutes. And so that is our ultimate goal of where we're trying to get in terms of discharge length of stay. What we've done recently in trying to reach that, I think, you know, some of the things I talked about previously, which is trying to focus on evidence-based practice in terms of ordering, trying to build uh, common goals with our other team members from nursing and PCTs, radiology, lab, around what our ultimate goal is, which is to decrease the length of stay and then trying to improve process along those lines. I don't know if you want to add to that, Dr. Wilson. Sure. Um, I think in terms of improving process and thinking about how much data we've utilized, we've tried to think about the patients who, we, who are going to be discharged and tried to build appropriate pathways for those patients. And so we know that 60% of our patients will get discharged and that those patients that get discharged are the ones who are contributing to that number uh, for the ED length of stay discharge median number. And so we can start thinking about where each of those patients are going to go. 
And to that end, we really concentrate on uh, trying to maximize the efficiency and efficacy of the front-end process. And so um, there were a lot of improvements in the intermediate care, the formerly known as SuperTrack area this year. I think uh, in the upcoming 2019, you're going to continue to see more innovation out of that area, um, in addition to um, even kind of the pre-front-end process, uh, the quick care area, um, you know, even more innovation in those areas, trying to think about patients who have a high probability of going home and uh, really trying to maximize maximize efficiency with those patients. And then also considering the patients who we can decompress from the back end as well. And so I think that's where you saw the CDU uh, originate uh, this year and uh, the CDU will continue to be utilized um, in the next year and uh, maximized a bit to even put more patients over there to decompress some of that throughput in the ED. Can you explain what our CDU is and how it has been built out? Sure. So the CDU is a clinical decision unit. Um, it is uh, considered a type 1 observation unit. A type 1 observation unit is a closed uh, unit with a protocolized driven uh, practice. And uh, so um, that means that basically only us as emergency medicine physicians uh, admit to the CDU and place patients there. It's staffed 24 hours a day by a provider. Uh, here we use a uh, advanced practice uh, provider, so either an a PA or an ARMP, um, and uh, those those uh, providers manage the patient once they move from the ER to the CDU. Um, ideally, there's a set of diagnoses that are best and most appropriate to go to the CDU. Um, if we come off of those diagnoses, we need to have clear plans uh, for coming off those diagnoses um, with the goal to keep the length of stay in a CDU very low uh, in order to turn the number of patients over and help decompress more patients out of the ER. So overall, we hope to get about 18 to 20 patients a day through the CDU when, we're, when we uh, reach our goal someday. Um, to do that, we have to stay very focused on what the patient needs while they're there in observation and what the decision point is in helping the patient decide whether they're going to go home or, or stay in the or get admitted to the hospital. So the um, ARMP or PA is there 24 hours a day and then rounds with the ED physician twice a day um, with an ED physician always available as well to uh, provide questions or consults. You both have talked about many of the changes that have occurred in the ER over the past um, little bit. Have these changes moved us closer towards our goals? So I think one of the most exciting things we've seen, we started most recently with a process improvement um, PDSA cycle in April, and we've done previous ones of these, and uh, we did uh, a repeat of that in around July. And it took a lot of work in fixing some pieces uh, on staffing and in some other areas. And as the various systems that we described really got built and started to function, what we've seen since uh, approximately October is now for the last nine weeks in a row we have been below the our historic median for discharge length of stay that we measured starting in april essentially and why that's important is once you have more than six in a row what you can say is that is not due to random chance in other words we didn't just randomly get six points in a row that it is due to uh, a cause of what happened recently and it, it, the cause we'd point to is all of this work that we've done we've done we're not at our goal of 180 yet but I think if we continue to maximize these processes, including the CDU, including using our process, which keeps vertical patients vertical, continue to improve around our own utilization as well as turnaround times, I think we will continue to see that trend downwards. We've even had a few days where we have met goal uh, recently. All right. Thank you very much for your time.